Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Radio Dose Podcast, episode number nine, brought to you by Smith Bros Entertainment. This is Owen Smith, co-host of the show, uh, and I am joined today, as always, by producer Drew and the co-host of the show, Luke Joseph. Today, we will be talking about video game addiction, kind of our concerns with it, and it's just kind of a growing trend as of recent. But before we get into that, I want to check in on Luke Joseph and Drew, producer Drew. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, Pretty good, man. Uh, How about you? Doing good, and glad that we're getting good feedback here on the podcast, here on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, Previous eight episodes have been doing pretty successful um, and we're just, you know, happy with the feedback and all of that. So make sure you guys continue to give us feedback here on SoundCloud and iTunes and also on our Twitter, which is at Smith Bros ENT. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get right into the topic of today's podcast, uh, which is the video game addiction. So Luke, go ahead and kind of start off um, a little bit of what we're going to be talking about with it. Uh, I guess we'll be, we'll be talking about, you know, the the uh, the growing um in it how much it's becoming more of a thing that we see versus about years ago when that wasn't really much of anything and what make what's making it grow yeah um why it's a problem um and i guess really just all the like how you can I, I I guess just how you can recognize one. I mean I've, I I know from experience what one's like, and it's I mean it's it's not like as intense as some. I don't because I don't know. That's the only form of addiction I've really experienced. And okay. So, have you? So Drew, have you also experienced a video game addiction at all? I mean, there's levels to it. So I will say I just think I think a good way of identifying that you have video game addiction is it becomes more of a priority over things you need. I guess I mean that's any addiction, not only just video games, but Yeah, yeah. and I noticed it was like especially like I just stopped going to social situations because instead I wanted to stay home and play video games. So you were experiencing some sort of video game addiction is what you're saying. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can agree. I, at some point in my life, and I think we'll all get a chance to share more about our video game addiction and what came along with it. Uh, some point in my life, I definitely felt like I was addicted to video games, one in specific. And I don't think, I mean, video game addiction can be a broad term, but it's usually, usually to like one game or a couple of Mm -hmm. games, but I mean, when you think of video game, either way, it's spending multiple hours and just really um, just losing interest in a lot of other activities and hobbies and all that. And I was looking up video game addiction before the show just to, I guess, get a little more, a better background on everything. Um, and there's a, there's a whole list of kind of video game addiction um I guess symptoms is the way to put best put best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, of a video game ad- addiction would be uh, playing in secret, lying to family members, friends, or others about time spent playing the game, or the extent of involvement with the game, isolating from family and friends to play video games, uh, using games to escape from reality to relieve feelings of hopelessness, anxiety or depression, showing signs of anxiety or depression. 
Um, basically, I mean, just becoming restless, moody, irritable, uh, depressed, and when you're not able to game, uh, having sleep disturbance, losing interest in those other hobbies, um, ignoring personal hygiene, eating, you know, ir- I guess just like skipping meals and stuff like that. Um, changes in weight, whether it be loss or gain, migraines, of course, and eye strain from mm-hmm. playing the video games. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's just there's there's a lot of stuff that uh, I guess a lot of different symptoms that a lot of people experience. And just reading from that list, I think that there's at least one that we can all pick that we have experienced. So, Luke, I guess go ahead and share maybe one that's stood out to you that you relate to the most um, when with your, I guess, struggle with video game addiction. I would say multiple of those actually – I could relate with, but the one that probably stands out the most is the depression thing. As it was, which like, one? Showing signs or escaping from it? Um, like both. Do, do you think that video games led to you experiencing anxiety or depression, or yeah. did you have it previously and you were trying to hide I from think, it? I think it was, it I think it was an escape. Both. Yeah, I think it was an escape, but I think it also just it didn't help at all because I was just pushing it away instead yeah. of dealing with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And. You know, that finding out that video games were part of that when I stopped playing and then being like, wow, I'm really sad. I, I need to, you know, get some help. It was like realizing the impact that a video, just playing a game had. You know, you yeah. wouldn't think that it could really just kind of blind you from it mm-hmm. or start that, you know, and make it worse. But it was, I don't know, it's... It, Video games can be, I guess it's a good escape at times, though. I would say it's not always. Yeah, no, I mean, just, yeah. Sometimes a, you need time, something like that just to escape from the real yeah, world. Yeah, there, there's, uh, okay, I don't, I mean, clearly I still play video games to this day. I, it's been a big part of my life growing up. And also, you know, I mean, it's just, it's always something that's going to be there. It's just like, I mean, it's just the evolution of the game. You know, a game can start out. It started out with like cards and chess and checkers and it's just evolved over time to where now it's a video game and of course it's you know it's a story and it can be a lifestyle and it's just all these different things like it's clearly evolved to this extreme level um to where it's i mean it's able to and i'll talk about kind of my concerns and we'll talk about our concerns as well with the how easy it is to become addicted to video games nowadays but it's still something to do. It's still, uh, I mean, it's a big part of a lot of people's lives. If you, I mean, you're almost lying if you said that you've never, if you don't play video, some sort of video game. It doesn't have to even be like a video game is so, everyone's like, if you're playing video games, you're talking about Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, whatever the newest device out is. That's what everyone instantly correlates it with but that's candy crush that's the games on your smartphone Mm -hmm. that's like everyone that i know that there's tons of moms out there tons of dads grandparents all the there's not a single generation out there that doesn't have some sort of access to a computer or phone or whatever type of device there is some sort of video game that you have played and that you play pretty often whether you whether you say it or not and it's like there's this instantly there's just this like okay you're only a, you only play video games if you're playing xbox and like no like you're playing the mobile games just as much as some people play 
Madden or Call of Duty or Fortnite or whatever, you know, whatever game there is on these consoles. And, and like, for example, Fortnite, which I think we can, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on a lot just because, like, that's the biggest trend in recent history of video game addiction or leading to video game addiction. I mean, it is literally available on every device that you can think of. Mobile phone, every video game console, computers, and all that. So everyone, I think, is affected. So, yeah, but but anyways, kind of going back to what you were saying, um, yeah, I mean, it's a way to escape reality. It's fun. There's nothing wrong with it in moderation, you know. Yeah. Drew, uh, looking at these, I guess, saying these addiction facts and all that different stuff, uh, what is there one that specifically stands out to you? Uh, probably the isolation one, which was that you just I just started isolating myself to just the room I played video games in. Okay. And, you know, friends and family became almost secondhand, you know? Yeah. And I just didn't, I didn't care about them as much anymore and, and it was just the priority was to play video games and enjoy those and mm-hmm. forget about the rest of the world and here's the thing i wasn't even running from anything but in turn of running away i ran away from a lot of problems that would co- that would finally hit me yeah once i was done playing mm-hmm. and so it's just like it's not healthy to get so into that trap and you can do that, especially when you have games like um, like Fortnite, where they're basically, you know, you're constantly always trying, you know, only one person can win in one game. And so people right. are always going to try and follow that yeah, just to get that win. And it's just like, that's unhealthy. You're mm-hmm. always going to be chasing it. For sure. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've definitely experience oh i mean pretty much every not everything on this list but i mean a big part of this list i have a, i had experience at one point in my life um the ones that really stood out to me was the changes in weight i mean here's the thing is it's so easy to just sit there for hours you're not doing it i mean you're moving your hands it's it's i mean that's all you're doing at at the maximum you're moving your hands i mean the i guess the only video game that really you have any activity would be with like the nintendo wii where it's something where you're moving around and that was actually like revolutionary in my eyes like that's something that a lot of these i guess the government and these companies and all that should look at is like that they made fitness fun Mm -hmm. they made activity fun and yeah you're still limited to like a a smaller area and all that but i definitely think like i think they've tried it multiple times but there's going to reach a point i'm hoping that where activity is really involved but i I just don't know if there's a huge interest there's not there's really not a huge interest vr and stuff yeah but there's expensive and it's not always the best yeah you know and people want to i mean people just want to uh sit down and play yeah they don't really want to be active after working all day or this or that or going to school all day and all that um but anyways back to what i was saying so i mean it's easy to not move which is a big part of of course gaining weight um and then also it's just easy to snack i mean we all know we can all recall moments where 
we would take a snack up to our room or wherever we were playing video games and it's easy to just take that snack eat it and you're not moving you add that combination it's easy to gain weight Mm -hmm. so it's very unhealthy um in that aspect also i mean to escape from reality i've experienced that isolating from family and friends i've experienced that um losing interest in other activities and hobbies and real life relationships um i think that's one i can speak on as well i don't i have never contributed myself quitting sports to playing video games i don't think that my video game addiction led to that but i definitely think that it was an under it wasn't under it was kind of a a passive thought in my mind was okay yeah i may not have sports but i can go play call of duty and i have this other activity that i can do in place of it it wasn't that i quit sports because of it it's just i knew that i could fall back on video games if i wanted to yeah, yeah. i just think uh, i can relate to that because well it was in a way that i just stopped doing everything because i was like well you just, I weren't, just play video games yeah you weren't involved do you do you think that you stopped doing it because you were addicted to, do you think the video game addiction caused you to or do you think that it was more of a like how i was saying it was just an yeah. easy fallback like yeah i'm not going to be playing basketball this year but i can go home and play mm-hmm. call of duty in its place yeah, or think, whatever game it is i think quitting my other hobbies is what caused it because i had no, nowhere else to go so you think so you quit do you think you quit your what i guess i'm trying to get to did you quit your hobbies because of a video game or because you just weren't interested in the hobby? Probably because I wasn't interested. Right. But, like, one of the things is that, like you said, it was kind of like a passive thing. And then I was like, well, I can play video games all the time now. Yeah. And then doing that, mm-hmm. I just became okay with get home and that's all I do. Go back to sleep. Go to school. Think yeah. about it the entire day. Mm-hmm. Go home and play. Yeah, that's when it got it, bad. Is yeah. When dude, I mean, I would be in school sitting there thinking about it. Yeah. Playing, okay, what am I going to do tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. God. I, one of the big ones was Call of Duty Zombies. Uh, Strat like I would just be writing strategies down. Yeah. Watching videos on it. Yeah. Not even doing schoolwork just because I was like, well, there's no actual reward to it, besides. Well, yeah. And I definitely think like I haven't been in in um, I guess elementary school or middle school or high school since the Fortnite trend became a thing. But I can only imagine how often that's talked about in the classroom and the lunchroom. I mean, not only do you probably reflect on the night before, but then you probably are talking about what you're going to be doing this next night. And your life is literally revolving around this. And I think that it's it's a huge problem. I think that we should start talking more about our concerns with it and just speaking on the video game addiction is, it is reaching a level of it's just creating more distracted kids. And listen, I don't think video games are bad. Well, I just definitely think that there should be limitations with it. Coming from someone, coming from three of us who have experienced some sort of video game addiction, I think that there's different levels of it. Yeah. Different, I mean, just with any other addiction, I think, there's different levels of addiction. But at the end of the day, you have a problem. You are addicted to doing something, and it, it interrupts your life in some shape or form. Yeah. I got a good story on video game addiction. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. But anyways, so we were, um, we have all kind of experienced that. So what we are saying is we want to see limitations in a way, right? Yeah. I mean, we all can agree that there needs to be some sort of limitation from 
I, honestly, just from people themselves, but parents in particular. I mean, that they're the ones that kind of yeah, but they can only the, do so much. I get it. I mean, there's people like my age, older, yeah. that are still like they just they just play. They don't realize they have an addiction, but you know, as as kids, your parents can kind of like no, notice it from the outside, right? But as someone who's a young adult, they're like, well, I don't have to listen to anyone. Yeah, yeah I'm. I know when I have a problem. It's like, but you really don't. I definitely, I definitely don't think that there's, like, we can try to come up with a solution here today or any. I mean, I'm sure there's people all across the world trying to find a solution to any addiction. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's no, I mean, there's like, it just takes yourself realize it took myself personally. This is my experience. It took myself realizing that I had a problem and that I was going to fix that problem. And I didn't video game addiction. I feel like is again, I can't speak for everyone and I've never been addicted to anything else, but I feel like video game addiction is the um, easiest one to get into, but also the easiest one to get out of. Yeah. Because you can shut it off. Yep. And you can do this and you can sell it and you can do, you know what I mean? Like you can get rid of it. You can get rid of, I know you can get rid of these other things, but there's still like video games. I don't know. There's just kind of a, I don't know. I yeah. know like drug addiction and all that. Like everyone says, okay, I'll get rid of it and all that. And, but they still find a way to get it. And that's that's a problem. And the story that Drew's going to talk about kind of shows that here. We'll talk about yeah. that here in a minute. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it's the easiest one to get into, but all, well, not the easiest one to get into. But from how here's my problem: drugs, alcohol, all these other addictions, the common addictions, right? Those they're not hard to get. But at a young age, they are definitely harder to get. Like, clearly, if it's in your home and all of that, you know, if your parents have it, your brothers or sisters have it, like, clearly there's ways to get into it. But every, like I said earlier in the podcast, everyone has some sort of access to a video game. So that's why I feel like it's the easiest one to get into because there's no stigma with it. Now, if you're doing heroin, there's a stigma with that. If you're drinking a lot of alcohol... Uh, you know, to an alcoholic level, there's, uh, there's a stigma to it. All these other addictions, um, gambling, you know, pornography, like there's so many addictions out there that they have a stigma. Video games just doesn't have a, it doesn't have an addiction stigma. Like it's not talked about enough, I don't think. So that's why, that's how, that's why I am basing my thought on it's the easiest to get into but I also think it's the easiest to get out of. Yeah, I think, um, honestly, a good solution for it is that if you had more people aware of how easy it is to get into it and how bad of an effect it has, yeah, then you're going to have more people fighting against it. Because I, okay, but there's but to counter that is that everyone knows how bad it is to do heroin yeah. or meth or you know whatever it is. Everyone knows how bad it is, and everyone is informed. I mean, we have these programs that come in. But does it really help the overall? Like, it's still a thing. It's always going to be a thing. Yeah, but don't you think, you know, being aware that it's such a bad thing helps you out and make you not want to go try it? I don't know. I mean, personally, yeah, I have no intentions of going and trying heroin or whatever. Yeah. But I don't, I just feel like the video game doesn't have the stigma. 
Yeah. But also, but, but with what you're saying is like, yeah, if they are more aware and all that, it's like, I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't think that there is a true solution to, I mean, I definitely think it should be talked about more. I'm not going to disagree with you on that, on that, but I don't think that there's a pure solution to solving video game addiction. Yeah. There's always going to be addicts to something. There's, I mean, there are weird addictions. There are normal, like not normal addictions, but you know what I mean? Like the, the most talked about addictions with alcohol and drugs and, you know, all the other ones, right? But I just, I don't know. I mean, I just think that there's not a true solution. I mean, parenting, I mean, we've tried that with everyone's, not everyone, but, you know, if you most likely, if you've had someone struggle with drug or alcohol addiction, like you've probably tried to help them as a parent or as a brother or as a sister or as a son or as a daughter or cousin, whatever. There's, it really just, you have to realize that you have the problem. Yeah. So. I just, I, I think, uh, uh, like spreading awareness or just, and also just taking it more seriously and realizing that you can get addicted to it. That's true. It definitely needs to be taken more serious because people are like, Oh, you're addicted to video. Like, really? Are you really addicted? Yes, yeah. you are. It's, it's affecting your life. People are like, it's, even though I might say it's the easiest to get rid of, I feel like I feel like it's the easiest addiction to get rid of. It's it's still not an easy process overall. Like I'm I'm comparing it to drugs and alcohol, but like it's still a difficult task to do. Like I didn't just one day click in my head and go, "You know what? I'm done playing video games." Yeah. Because I still play video games. It's still a part of my life. Is it as big? No, but that's because I realized that I had a problem. And I realized where my life was going was not the path I wanted to be on. Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't have a lot. I mean, I had friends. I didn't have a lot of good, good friendships. I didn't have any sort of relationship, um, you know, like a girlfriend. I was very unhealthy. I was struggling in school. I'll tell you this much. I had a video game addiction in high school. I had what? Luke, I mean, you can talk to this the most. Maybe one girlfriend in high school, and it was for, what, three days? Yeah. Okay. I never had a girlfriend, really, a true girlfriend. I had a 3.0 GPA, and which is, you know, good, whatever. It's not terrible, but it's not bad. But let me make this comparison. I was overweight, and I wasn't, re- I wasn't doing anything in my life. I wasn't involved in anything. I get rid of that video game addiction. And of course, there's other things that changed my life as well. I've lost a lot of weight. I have a girlfriend. I have a 366 GPA in college. And I'm on a very, in, in my mind, I'm on a good path compared to what I was on. And, mm-hmm. that, and, and I'm not contributing everything to video game addiction, but it definitely need, it's a real thing. It's something that we need to talk about. Yeah, video games, I think, the worst effect they have is on your social life. Because yeah. they isolate you so easily. Because it's literally an escape from reality. And now you could talk to people over Xbox or PlayStation or whatever console you're using. Or maybe you're using a computer. But it's just, it's so easy to slip away. And I think another thing that happens too is that the presence of online gaming is such a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Um I mean, that's all, that's all it is nowadays. I mean, they're making games that are strictly for online gaming. I mean, just recently, Call of Duty, you know, over in the last year, they went away from doing the single player to now where you play 
you're in an online community at all times. So you always have access to someone to, to talk to. So then there's like, okay, then you create these friends and you also have your friends or whatever, you know, yeah. quote unquote friends or whatever that you're talking to online. So then you're like, oh, I'm not, you know, missing out on anything. I'm keeping up to date and, that, and I can, you know, attest to that. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. I know like Luke, I know that you played a lot with your friends, right? That was yeah, the main reason and, I ever played. And didn't you got? I mean, I did this and I know I'm sure you did too. You would bring your console over to their house. Yep. Yeah, that was, um, you know, it was games like Grand Theft Auto. That was one of the biggest ones that. I mean, it was because you, the the ability to do almost anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, you can go drive a car off a cliff and nothing will stop you from doing it. You can fly a plane, um, you can just go blow someone's car up for no reason at all. Yeah. And it was like, just like all this crazy stuff you could mm-hmm. do that you only think of, like not seriously considering in real life, but like you think of, oh, wouldn't that be funny to do like in a game? And mm-hmm. then they give you the ability to do all that, yeah. you know? And so it was like just messing around, doing stupid stuff like that with friends. Um, I mean, you just slipped away for hours. I mean, I'd be playing that. I would stay up super late on a school night just because we were all playing. You lose track of time, and you're like, well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it says on here um, you lie to others about your extent of involvement with the game or the time spent playing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, Drew, I know that you'll prob- you want to get in trouble for this now. But um, I think all three of us in this room can say that we've lied to our parents about how late we were up playing a game. Yeah, probably. Like, I know for a fact there's been times where I would stay up till 6 in the morning and my dad, dad would be like, you know, hey, I heard you up last night. Like, how late were you up? Oh, two, three. I mean, still unreasonable in my mind. Yeah. Now, where I'm at in life, where I I just think that two to three is unreasonable for a lot of, I mean, depending on it. Yeah. Um. But still, I mean, that's like lying about four hours, three hours of what I was playing. Yeah. And how involved I was. I mean, I got really involved with these games. And listen, I think that there's a lot of good things that can come from video games. I'm not, I mean, we'll talk about the good things that come from video games but the video, I mean, this is a video game addiction. This is what we're talking about. It's, I mean, yeah, it's it's in everyone's life, whether you know yeah. it or not. You know, an old grandpa or grandma or someone may be listening to this, and they're like, that's not me. It's like, there's a pretty good chance that it is. Or, you know, a mom or a dad, there's a pretty good chance you're playing Candy Crush right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just mean, think, I just think one of the sad things is that it's like, like playing video games used to bring people together like i used to go over a friend's house yeah because i could play with them mm-hmm. and then when you introduce online play now you don't have to leave your room exactly and it's, so that's, that's uh a video i watched last night uh it was like the death of couch play you by know. nakey jakey yes um youtuber and he was talking about how you used to like one of the biggest things was halo is people would bring all everyone would bring their consoles over. Not only yeah. could you play four like a split screen four on one console, then someone else bring it over. You got eight. And yeah. Think about all the people you'd be there all night playing, mm-hmm. and yeah, you're kind of going into this reality, but you're all together. You're all in one place. You're all yeah. sharing. Yeah, pizza, it's, it's an event. Drinking. Yeah, you you yeah. you know you're just having a good time with them, and then when you go and take a break, you're all still together. Yeah. Right. But now 
Halo, which was known as one of the biggest like multiplayer games like that, and like the split screen, that was one of their biggest things. Mm -hmm. And Halo Five canceled that. They just no split screen. Really? And so it's like, where is that going? And they're like, well, everyone's got online. Yeah. We can just sell the game to more people. Yeah. Because you know, four people can play on one screen. That's saving three purchases. But they cancel that. Those three people have to buy the game. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. I'm, I mean, video game, the companies, they are do. I mean, they are better than ever right now. They're making ga- games better than they ever have. They are making a lot more money than they ever have, I feel like. And it's just because the video game addiction is growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is just a constant addiction. I mean, here's the thing. Here's what I really base the video game addiction on, at least with, with what I've experienced. You're able to accomplish things, goals, whatever, and video games that you can't do in real life. Mm-hmm. I can go out, buy NBA 2K, be a professional basketball player in their career mode. I can be the GM of a football team. I can be a part of a, a platoon in a war. Or I can play a, you know, a random game where I'm building 500 feet in the air and sniping and, you know, doing all this crazy stuff that you know like Fortnite does those are things that i'll never be able to do in my life i could i mean there's some of them are achievable and, and realistic but a lot of them where and i where i think a video game addiction r- really comes from are the ones that are extremely ridiculous and we fall in love with that it's because mm-hmm. it's an escape from our real life yeah and it's an it's an escape from reality you're doing things um, and you're all, you're trying to complete these goals. And, and I think that everyone is somewhat goal driven. I think a lot of people are goal driven. Yeah. So they are constantly wanting to be the best. And it's just like, and, and that's where I think the video game addiction comes to. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things I've noticed with the video game addiction getting so like, is it's getting stronger and they're making these games to almost appeal to that. And it's a hundred percent, um, they're like, oh, well, we can keep these people. Like, there's a game. I'm pretty sure it's VR chat. You don't do anything. There's no game. You're Goal not shooting anyone to win. Mm-hmm. You go in. The the scenario. It's set up like this whole like area. There's a bar, and then everyone just comes in and talks, and it's and it's virtual reality. Hmm. Just go <laughs> out to a real bar and do that. But they know everyone would rather just sit on their couch and talk to people. Oh yeah. It's like. This fake reality is becoming people's reality. Well, <laughs> it reminds me of however bad that movie was, um, Ready Player One. I never saw it, but yeah. you, both of you see well, it? I did not see uh, it. He I've did not either. So. I've seen reviews on it. Well, so, that's, I mean, you can't, whatever. So basically, the in the, the concept of the movie. I heard it was a good movie, personally. I did, too. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. So the concept of the movie is basically that everyone's in this um virtual reality and they all interact through this like mega system Mm -hmm. and it's like but that's just not it's not the same as when you look somebody in the face and i'm talking it's not the same but i definitely think it's the future of the world yeah i think we are going to reach a point with how prominent vr is going to become where i mean i just recently i mean not recently but i've seen commercials for NBA VR, okay? And that's not even video games. I mean, that's that's beyond video games. 
and we're getting to a deeper topic beyond the video game addiction. But it's like now we you can go the you can row seat yes thing. you can yeah. go to an NBA game yeah quote unquote go to an NBA game and it's like sit front seat yeah at like a Laker game or something it's like wouldn't you rather go to the game but that's the thing is there's a lot of people that are insecure or whatever it is yeah and they can rely on that but I think it's the future though I think that we're gonna reach a point which is it's unfortunate and I don't think it's gonna be in our lifetime by any means. Hopefully not. But I definitely think there's a point in the world with how fast technology is evolving, um, with how AI is becoming a thing and all this different stuff. We are going to reach a point where we're not going to have to do anything and we can go into these virtual realities and that's our life. It's just like um, the Black Mirror episode I think we've talked about before, 15 Million Merits, where you wake up and your room is surrounded by screens. Mm-hmm. And it's all virtual reality stuff, right? Yeah. And then your life, your job is you're getting paid by cycling on this bike all day. But then there's, like, games you can play within it, yeah. right? And you're just, like, that's that's how you make money. Mm-hmm. You know, then, then these ads pop up. You can pay to skip them. But if you, and then if you stop looking, it stops playing it and waits till you open your eyes back up. Uh. And it's like. That's where, like, and you know, there's no. That's all their life is. They never leave that place. Yeah. Everything they need is right there. Their food. It's like a virtual f- vending machine. They like press the screen, then it actually comes out. Yeah. It's weird stuff, but like, I, I just like that. That's where we would go if we keep doing this and we keep doing this stuff. That's where we will end up eventually. Well, here's the thing. I'll, I'll say is that I think, you know, thinking back of when I was addicted to video games, is I thought that was the cool, I thought that would be the coolest thing in the world. I thought it would be amazing to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, looking, I mean, it scares me that we might reach that point. But um, I guess back to more of the video game addiction, though. I just think it's becoming, it's more prominent. Um, I think a lot of people are affected by it, and it's not talked about enough. Yeah. It's definitely not talked about enough. Um, but there's no solution. There really is no solution. You can, I mean, I think that it really the only solution, and I think it's the only solution that works for everybody with every addiction, is realizing that you have a problem, but also normalizing it. But in a way to help that in society – and as, you know, as human beings, as I think that we have to normalize it. I've seen on Twitter or whatever, Facebook, where people are like, Fortnite is an addiction. And people just laugh it off. Think it's hilarious. There's no way you're addicted to a video game. There's no way this... It's like, okay, so you're making it... You're, you're not normalizing that people can be addicted to video games. Yeah. It needs to be normalized so then people feel comfortable with saying that they do have a problem... Because, you know, when even though there is a stigma with other addictions, it's normalized. There's support groups. And I think that's going to become a big thing. I think video game, if it's not already, it's going to become a broader, broader thing. Because, like I said, it's the easiest addiction to get into. Drew, I want you to go ahead and share your story that you had. Yeah, so there's personally someone I know. Okay. And um, so basically there's this family that... They their kids were playing so much that they wanted to like lock up 
the consoles. And they were like, okay, you guys got to stop playing. You yeah. Know, you're staying up way too late. Mm-hmm. So they locked them in their car. And when they went to sleep that night, the kids went and got the car keys, mm-hmm. unlocked the car, got the consoles out, and played the rest of the night. Yeah, that's crazy. That's addiction right there. Yeah. I mean, that's like you going out being an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Someone locks up your alcohol. You go find the key. And you go find the key and you drink it. That, I mean, that's addiction one-on-one right there. And the scary thing about it is that's not uncommon. Yeah. And I just think kind of the sad thing is they're not even valuing their sleep. They're just like, you know what? No, they would. Re- I mean, that's what that's the things that happens with addiction is you don't value other things. You you put that yeah. above everything. I'd rather stay up and play. Yeah. Couldn't actually get some good sleep. Yeah. I, I mean, it's. Like, the fact that people are willing to do all that, and that it's like, I know that's something that's happened in multiple cases, probably. Um, I know there's probably thousands of people, millions, millions. probably, that yeah. just do that stuff. Like, yeah, I can remember getting grounded from video games and just wanting to play so bad. I would get grounded from the Xbox and be like, well, mom didn't say the PlayStation. <laughs> play the PlayStation. Yeah. Why? Because I just wanted something. That's crazy, too, though. That brings up a good point. Um, is that video game? I mean, they're so prominent now. I mean, it's not. It's not. We we have mul- we have multiple consoles. I mean, you have a PlayStation, Xbox, and a Switch. Yeah. You don't even have an addiction anymore to it. If you, I mean, I don't think you. you no, do. I barely play. But yeah. Um. But no, I. I mean, I've definitely like I can share a story one time. I'm I'm ashamed of it. I'm not happy with myself. I don't know if you guys know where I'm going with this. But um, there was one time in high school, this was probably at the peak, not the peak, but near the top of my video game addiction. Um, and I was grounded from, I had cussed, okay? I was, it, was, it was early on in high school. I had younger siblings and all that. And I had cussed the worst word out there. Um, and it was while I was playing the video game and our younger sis- sister heard us and we know how our younger sister is when we <laughs> do something wrong. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting the Xbox taken away and what do I do boys? Punch a hole in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I punched a hole in the wall because I wanted to play. He was so I mad. I play that, a video game. Yeah. You're so mad that you were going to get your video game, that your console was going to get taken away that you... Punched a hole in the wall. Keep in mind, we were going to Florida the next morning. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's We were going to Florida the next morning. I wasn't even going to be able to play for a week anyways. Yeah. And I punched a hole in the wall because I wanted to play the rest of the night. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wanted to get that last lick before. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I got um, one time grounded because I got a detention. Okay. And I couldn't help myself. I just ended up doing it. One night, I was like, my parents were, like, downstairs. And I was like, okay, well, they're downstairs. <laughs> I'm going to go into Owen's room. Thanks. And I'm going to go play. And I just played the rest of the night. And they had no idea. He's telling on himself now. He yeah. acts like he still doesn't live with them and have to deal with the. It's no, okay. He'll be all right. Yeah, I just was like. That's funny. And there was so much. And, like, that, I wasn't allowed to do it at all, and I still did it. Yeah. 
And but easily, there's definitely times where me and Luke are grounded where we, I'm pretty sure we have, we were grounded and we would play. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, not often. I mean, we'd have to be like really discreet about it and all that. That was hard, especially because when we were younger, mom wasn't working. You know, she was at home. Yeah. So now that is kind of part. We get home from school and mom was already there. Mom picked us up from school. So when we got home, there was no like. Well, mom's not home from work yet. Let's play real quick. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, so true. Well, um, any other thoughts on the whole video game addiction? I mean, this is probably something that we can revisit down the road and maybe get a guest in, um, someone who maybe hasn't had video game addiction, and maybe see what their opinion on everything is. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. To have someone like that. Yeah. that that'd be down the road. We'll I see. I just think it needs to be taken serious, especially as video games, video games become more prominent than they ever have. And, like, you know, you have things like eSports where there's competitions, and it's just yeah. getting bigger and bigger. And so as it becomes more available to people, we mm-hmm. need to take it more serious. Yeah, I, I think that, that – but, again, I think there's a lot of good things that come from come from uh, video games. I don't think that – I mean, clearly, like, there's an addiction with it that some people develop and all that, and I understand that. But there's careers that have been built on it. I think the esports thing. I think honestly, I support esports fully. Yeah. Does it promote video game addiction in a way? Maybe. But these people are being productive with their lives. If you're truly competing at the top of your level, at the top level of this video game, are you playing video games all the time? Yes. But guess what you're doing? That's a job. At that point, it's a job and it's a career. So I don't disagree with esports, and I I actually fully promote esports. Um, also, I, I mean, it's, it's a fun thing to do every once in a while. It's, it's, but if it's starting to interrupt your life, if you're, if you're making that a priority over everything, uh, specifically school, family, friends, all that, I mean, then that's when it needs to be fixed. But I mean, with esports and stuff like that, it's like, it's a job and a lot of people have careers on it, which is cool. It's cool that people have careers based on video games it's pretty cool that we've reached that level but i definitely think there's no solution just like with any addiction i don't think there's a true solution other than recognizing it yourself but i think as society and as human beings we need to normalize that it's 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 not it's okay to recognize that you have an addiction to video games and video game addiction is real yeah but all right, Drew, uh, we have some producer Drew fun facts this week talking about video games. I know we talked about video game addiction, um, but there's some fun facts um, that we have for this week. So, Drew, go ahead and share those. All right, number one, the best-selling gaming console of all time is PlayStation 2 and the Nintendo DS. Both sold about 155 million units. It's crazy. PlayStation 2... Was a big part of me. Everyone, yeah, yeah, everyone. Uh, if you're someone who's like grew up in, like born in the '90s, grew up in the early 2000s, you had a PlayStation too. Yeah, uh-huh. you didn't even have to be born in the '90s. I mean, the reason me and Luke played was because our dad had one. Yeah. So. I mean, and I remember every every kid had a freaking DS. Yeah. When I was well, I mean that was the, I mean that was like the next. I mean that was the best video. I mean you had like Game Boy and all that stuff that was portable, but that was before smartphones. So like it was huge. What were you saying? Every I just remember being in school. I mean like everyone brings in their DS, 
And then at some point, they were like, no bringing your DS to school. Yeah, clearly it's banned at this point. And, I mean, it's phones. And now the thing is, is kids are bringing their Switches to school. Yeah. That'll be next. So Playing them at lunch. That's crazy. Yeah, because at my school, uh, they have the ability to, like, basically pull out your phone at lunch. That's the only time. And so some kids are like, okay, well, then I could play my Switch. And what I do kind of like about it is it does bring kids together, and they'll play Mario Kart together. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of cool because that's what I like about video games is when it doesn't separate people and isolate them, but rather it brings everyone together to have a fun time. I have no problem if you have your if you're allowed to have your phone. If like I said, anyone can play video games, and there's a lot of games on the phone. So if you can have your phone, I have no problem with you having your Nintendo Switch yeah. and all that. Just make sure it's not a problem. All right, Drew. Next fact. Okay, number two, a Japanese gamer holds the record of pressing a controller button 16 times in one second. How is that even possible? 16 times in one second. I don't... 16 times in one second. I mean, that's like rapid, rapid fire. You'd have to be fast. Uh... I'd like to see him play. Yeah. What button was he pressing? It doesn't matter what button he's pressing. That's 16 times in a second. Yeah, I feel like it was probably one of just the main buttons, not like a trigger. So triggers are definitely harder to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, but still, that's ridiculous. All right, Drew, last fact of the week, and then we're going to wrap up today's episode. All right, the last fact is Pac-Man is one of the most popular games ever made. Yep. The first person to get the perfect score in this game was Billy Mitchell in 1999 after playing the game for approximately six hours. Let's talk about video game addiction. <laughs> Even back with the simple games like that. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, it's like it's becoming more of a thing, but it's been a thing since mm-hmm. the early days. I mean, like you think about it, you used to have to go to an arcade to play a game. But still. Now, everyone's got it in their house. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are. Easiest one to get into. Easiest addiction, I think, to get into. Yeah. It's prominent in a lot of households. And if you don't have one, your friend has one. And if, if your friend doesn't have one, their friend has one. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have an actual console, I mean, you got your phone. You got your phone. You got your laptop. There's all sorts of video games. So, yeah. Just because you don't have an Xbox doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you're not, you don't have a video game addiction. Yeah. Talking to you, playing Candy Crush or whatever the newest game is. Out. All right. Once again, it has been Owen Smith, Luke Joseph, and producer Drew for the episode number nine Radio Dose podcast brought to you by Smith Bros Entertainment. We'll see you guys next time.